what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit Feel Real Talk podcast. We're going to talk about a deep word on today, a deep one, but a really powerful one and a practical one for all of those that really love simple solutions, particularly when it comes to things in life like our purpose, for example, that can seem nebulous to some degree. It's something that everybody talks about. That, that it can be heavy and sometimes confusing. So speci- specifically, blah, 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 when we come to topics like that, it is helpful to have tools and ways that we can break it down and actually integrate it into our life. So today, I do want to talk about purpose, but I'm going to give you some backstory about where this came from because I don't always talk about this topic So I was writing, I'm in the middle of writing two things, really exciting. In the upcoming months, there's going to be a new book release and a training manual. Oh my goodness. So I was in the middle of writing in the manuscript and this thought came through and it was a question. And what it was, was what will we lose when we lose you? What will we lose when we lose you? And really what's behind that is we live in a time, in a season, in a culture that is very me-focused. You know, you can call it me syndrome, (laughs) but it's really me-focused. It's my thoughts, my feelings, you offended me, I need you to do this, how could you treat me that way? It's very, very me-focused, and because of that, there's a loss of compassion, there's a loss of empathy, and there's a loss of genuine service. And and literally this desire, this passion, this unwavering commitment to adding value to the lives of other people, right? You really just can't do that when you're just so self-absorbed and self-involved. You've got so much going on looking at yourself that you can't see beyond yourself, right? So what will we lose when we lose you is rooted in that, right? Like, will your presence be missed, right? Like, have you impacted and influenced people to such a degree that it will be a loss, right? And this is deep. And as I reflected on this thought, I was instantly reminded of when I was in college, I read a book by Robin Sharma, and his book title is Who Will Cry When You Die? So again, with the the deep, heavy tone here, and he just provides a lot of practical tools also to really develop your personality and personal skills and solutions to really deal with difficult roads that you're walking through in life or walking down in life. And so I remember reading this book, though, and thinking, man, 
I don't know, right? Like, have have I impacted people enough? A- am I am I really considering other people? Am I adding value to their lives, right? Like, I really was thinking about these things in college quite heavily, right? So I wanted to to break this down a little bit, but of course, from a spiritual context, which I think is really beneficial. I know when I came to a certain place, I found freedom in a revelation that God gave me that you're alive, therefore you're on purpose, right? Like you don't have to figure out if your life is on purpose. Like God formed you, he shaped you, he anointed you, he put you in the world for such a time as this, right? Like it's not random, right? Even if you're a oops baby, (laughs) which I happen to be, even if that's your story, even if that's what you were told, right? God didn't make a mistake when he made you. He absolutely needed a vessel to get you into the world, right? And he did not mess up. He, he before you were formed, he knew you. Like he had a plan for your life. He had an intention for your life. He had a purpose for you. And I think when I got that revelation, that was incredibly liberating because then I wasn't searching for purpose. You get me? I wasn't looking for, for internships and for jobs and for all of these life experiences that could give me this experiential education around like what type of personality have and what skills I'm good at, what I'm not good at. I didn't need to keep seeking opportunities and experiences to figure that out. Okay, so you're alive, therefore you're on purpose. Your purpose is to live like it. (laughs) Live like you're here on purpose. And as you do that, you do naturally start to and organically start to find what you gravitate towards, you find what you're passionate about, you find what makes you angry and you're inspired to do something about. Like you can't stand that children have to struggle and feel alone and that they they don't feel loved and supported. It's just such a deficit at the start of their life, right? So maybe you have a passion to help in foster care, for example, right? Whatever it is, you start to get those those indicators or those insights as you live on purpose, as you as you recognize that each day is a gift, it's not random, and you start living it to the full, you start to really gain perspective about what you care about and what you value and also what you don't. Okay, and that that alone informs a lot of what you can pursue and the forward movement that you want to create in your life. Now, when it comes to scripture, Psalms 57, 2 says, I cry out to the God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. This is key in understanding God's purpose for your life, right? He has numbered your days and he will fulfill every purpose that he has for you. I cry out to the most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. God fulfills it, right? As we are seeking the kingdom first, All those other things are added unto you, right? What will fulfill us, what will satisfy us, God will bring all of that when we are first satisfied in delighting in him, okay? So we're alive, therefore we're on purpose. Our purpose is to live like it. Well, if that is the case, then it's best to be in constant contact with the one who has formed you, with the one who knows that purpose and the one that can give you the wisdom, the revelation, the discernment, the clarity, the vision for the next step, the strategy, the download, whatever it is that you need, he already has it and he can bring you that revelation. He can give you that idea. He can give you that strategy and you move one day at a time and one moment at a time. 
Okay, we tend to make it way more complicated, particularly when you think about how the school system is set up where you go to school and then you need to select a major and you don't even know who you are yet. <laughs> you don't even know what you care about yet. Now you got to pick a major and like dedicate your entire life to it. That is not, that ain't it. That ain't it. It works for some folks. It does have a success rating, right? But for others, that's how, that's not how majority of folks are wired, right? Okay, so what does the word say about purpose? Okay, Romans 8.28 says that, and we know for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So believers, right? Those that believe in God are called to his purposes. And so you can do just a word study. If you go to the appendix of a Bible, for example, just look up the word purpose and then go back and start studying all the words on purpose and see if any one of those starts to resonate with you. And if it does, then you can also look at different versions of that verse. Okay, so if you are reading it in King James, then maybe you can read it in Amplified or the Message or the Passion Translation. And one of those might really resonate and speak to you and inform how you show up. Okay, Matthew 28, 19 says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, right? So you're here to, to build disciples, to, to help build and inspire and encourage and pour faith into people. And, and discipline them, right? Give them training, give them tools, help them walk the faith walk, right? Then it also says, Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. So there is some trial and error here, right? And we, we do this, though, by seeking God first. We, we are going to inevitably just by gravity, laws of nature, right? <laughs> we are going to drift if we don't intentionally pursue connection with God. It's just what happens. Then let's see. 1 Corinthians 10 31, whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So really training yourself to live according to God and not man. Matthew 5, 13, 16 is another great one. It talks about how you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that you may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So that one alone, if you recognize that you're here to be salt and light, right? You're here to think outside of the box. You're here to create. You're here to pioneer and to reform something, right? Whatever whatever God has given you that heart or that passion for, it's usually his people, right? But there could be a certain people group or a certain industry, for example, that you are most called to. So you're called to be salt and you're called to be light. So if that's the case, it, it always starts with you. How are you going to be in a position of being light? If you're constantly living in darkness and negativity, right? There's some cleaning up work to do before you can really go be the light, right? There's some reforming and transforming to do in your own life before you can go and get busy about helping people 
really embrace their process as well. Okay, so sometimes leadership and purpose is connecting to just being willing to go first. So you can see there's a lot of, of verses that really break down what purpose is when it comes to God, right? And, and a key though, when you're when in doubt, a key is to go back to Matthew 6.33 and seek the kingdom and his righteousness, and all of those things will be added unto you. Because really, when you develop that relationship, God will guide and establish your steps. He says that the steps of a good man are ordered. So as you keep that relationship first place in your life, as you spend time there, as you keep conversation with God, you will pay attention. You'll you'll increase your sensitivity to him and his spirit and his direction and how he's getting your attention. Okay, so... I want to talk about a purpose awakening and give you some practical steps here, okay? You do not want to just sleepwalk through life, okay? Nobody does. We we end up there sometimes, but that's not what we originally set out to do. Life can be hard. There can be setbacks. There can be disappointments. There can be loss. There can be grief. There can be trauma. There can be many things that cause us to shift our focus on off of purpose, right? And onto these other things that feel heavy, right? So purpose awakening is, I'm going to break it down as a word study, right? Purpose awakening, let's start with awakening. Awakening is a rousing from sleep, right? And it's also a revival of interest. How cool is that? So this is literally changing your focus. This is deciding that you're not going to sleepwalk through life. What do I mean by that? It's deciding that you're not going to just wake up and do the same thing every day where you hit snooze, you kind of murmur as you get out of bed, maybe you make some coffee, you get dressed, you know, you just go through the motions, you go to work, you go to the grocery store, you come home, maybe you eat dinner, you do some Netflix and chill, right, until it's time to go to bed and you just do it all over again, right? That ain't the plan. That's just existing, okay? So rousing from sleep is like somebody shaking you, like wake up. <laughs> This is your wake up call, right? So rousing from sleep, but then also revival of interest. Like I'm no longer interest. I'm no longer interested in settling. I'm no longer interested in living beneath the call and the purpose that is on my life. I am no longer interested in living this way. I know that there is more available to me, but it's on me to start my seek, to start my pursuit, to start my asking, my seeking, my knocking, to start really exploring deeper into the things of God and into the kingdom if that's where I'm led, right? So I'll give you a practical example. I went through a bad breakup many years ago now, like eight years ago, something like that. I don't even remember. That's how how God can heal you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Um, So at any rate, I went through this really bad breakup and it made me realize and recognize that I didn't know real love, right? There there were things that were very much conditional that I had learned from my upbringing that were not love. And it was imperative, actually, for me to have this heartbreak so that God could create in me a clean heart, a new heart. And it was my intention and my desire to finally start seeking him because I wanted to know, since I don't know what love is, I need to know the author of it. I need to know the creator of it and I need to be full of it so that I don't keep 
really having painful relationship experiences. That's not my legacy. That's not my portion. But there's something I got to do to shift that narrative in my life, right? Even if I haven't seen it, even if I don't come from it, I'm going to seek the creator <laughs> and trust that he's going to show me his love and real love so that I will have healthier boundaries so that I will walk in love, right? And so that I will represent him well and so that I will have really fulfilling relationships in my life. So with purpose, it could be similar, right? Maybe uh, like me, you explored many different things and you, you tried many different things and then ultimately those weren't satisfying. And so it came to a point, well, I don't want to keep taking these big risks. I don't want to keep pursuing different opportunities and projects and and these relatively good things if God's not in it. Because the word tells me unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand. So I don't want to keep having experiences like that where I pour my energy and my time and my resources and everything that I've got into something and it's seemingly for naught, right? Like I finish what I start, but it doesn't get any traction. Like that's incredibly heavy to keep having as a repeat experience. Like you don't get a return on your investment. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Like that is not your portion either. So this could be something too where I'm finally willing to stop leaning on my own understanding, to stop seeking my own way, to stop running on my own time frame and my own schedule and doing what I think this is supposed to, to, to be, right? Taking all the steps that I think you're supposed to follow and comparing myself to what people are doing in the world and getting mentorship from all these people in the world, right? When ultimately, I need to go to God for what his purpose is for me and let him guide me to the people that can help me, right? Because he does have divine helpers for me, but I'm not going to be available if I get my schedule tied down to all these things that I think are important. So you can really do a rework and a restructuring if you seek the kingdom first. God will add all that other stuff to you. All right. So purpose awakening, arousing from sleep and a revival of your interest. Okay. So sometimes dissatisfaction actually works for you. Sometimes being asleep is actually a blessing because when you wake up, (laughs) you have that much more passion and motivation and momentum behind making up for lost time but behind partnering with God to redeem the time and to restore the years, okay? Now, when you think about purpose awakening, I'm going to give you four Ps that you can work through, okay? But really, purpose is all about adding value to the lives around you. So something that I recommend doing is coming up with a mantra. So for example or just a saying that can get your attention and give you a self-check. So for me, God's vibes matter, not only is my brand, but that is my mantra. That is my saying, that is my self-check because it helps me recognize what am I under the influence of? Am I in alignment with God's thoughts? Is this what God thinks about this? Is this what God says about this? Is this God's heart? Is this God's character? Am I walking in righteousness? It's a self-check constantly, right? Like what am I full of right now? Am I full of God or am I full of something else? (laughs) What am I focused on? Is it God or is it something else, right? So for me, that that is always an instant self-check, and I think God probably knew that I needed that. So I'm grateful that I can live from that every day and, and really be called higher every day just because of a phrase, right? So that might be something that helps you. So that would be one thing that I would say before we get into these Ps. Now, another thing that I would say is answer these questions. 
set aside time to actually journal out responses to these questions. When you actually sit with it, when you actually feel your feelings, you can actually learn (laughs) and gain insight and wisdom. Okay, so the intention is not to feel guilt, shame, condemnation, none of that, but to actually glean from your responses. Okay, and you can even pray before you do this too, so that certain things can be highlighted by God. It's always different when you do it with God. So answer, what will we lose when we lose you? Right now, by by how you've been showing up in the world, what will we lose when we lose you? Just jot down what comes to mind, okay? Another question, who will cry when you die? Like think about the people that you're connected to and what do those people reveal about you? You know, what, what, what are those people bringing out of you? There's that saying, which you've heard, we become like the five people that we surround ourselves with. So who are you becoming? Okay. And then another example, I know Joel Osteen has talked about this and he has this practice that he does where he will wake up every morning and he'll read the obituaries in the newspaper, which is wild, but it gives him context and perspective for how to live his life. When he sees what is written about all of these lives, right, whether well-lived or maybe not so much, he's able to gain insight about how he wants to live his life and never take a day for granted. So that could be something. But think about what do you want your obituary to say or what do you want people to say about you? So that one's too heavy. What do you want people to say about you? What do you hope people will will miss, right? What, what is that? So that work right there, that journaling work is really, really powerful. And then you can get that mantra, like I said, and then you can move through these four P's as a framework to help you set boundaries, to help you remember your why and why you show up and do what you do, and to also guide you as well. They're like your, your guardrails, kind of, so you don't go off the highway, right? Okay, so remember that purpose, number one, the first P, is that this is the reason for which you were made. So you were made on purpose. And what has God revealed to you as the reasons for which he created you? A lot of times there are clues to this in your childhood, something about you. So for example, with me growing up, I was definitely somebody that put other people's needs before my own. I learned that very early. So I learned to live selflessly to a fault. I learned to live empathetically and really feel what is happening in my environment and perceive what is happening in my environment also to a fault because you can have toxic empathy too or you're feeling other people's feelings for them, right? So I learned how to really relate with people and to understand where they're coming from and to care to really care. So God was working on my heart very, very early in this selfless uh, service very, very early. So that is still something that's very powerful in how I show up. So think about what it is for you. It doesn't have to be good or bad. Don't even label it, but just what are some indicators of what God revealed in you? I mean, it could even be something where you feel like you've had a lot of struggle or challenge to to overcome and to learn and to grow. So I had a lot of attacks in my life story around my identity. 
around my identity. So that that is also part of the work that I do in the world is really helping people be clear about that. Because when you're clear about who you are, there's an incredible amount of confidence and, and freedom that can come with that. And then that also enables you to walk in authority and, and purpose and really be confident about that, not needing to judge or compare or any of that other stuff, right? So you really free up a lot of energy when you're secure in who you are. So I do a lot of work around that. So think about that for you. What is the reason for which you were made? And you can turn all of these things that I'm sharing with you into prayer. God, reveal to me what you had in mind when you created me. (laughs) What did you see? Give me clarity about that vision, right? What would you have me know about that person? Okay, the next one is personality. Personality is actually a combination of characteristics and qualities that make up your character. Okay, so it's not just a Myers-Briggs assessment. It's not just whether you are an Enneagram, whatever, or a DISC, you know, a DI or an IC or whatever. It's, it's none of that. It's not whether you're an introvert, an extrovert. This is character. Okay, what are, what are your character qualities, right? And, and when you are walking with God, these can change, right? My, my personality was very different before God than when I walk with God. Different in the sense of when you walk in anxiety and when you don't. You're basically an entirely different person when you no longer operate from anxiety, right? Or when you walk in in shyness to then walking in confidence, you're a different person, right? So that's an example, but these can change. That's what I want you to recognize. A lot of times people will say things like, well, that's just the way I am. Well, that's just how I'm made. No, like that's a cop out and that's an excuse, right? Like you can grow and you can change and you will be whatever you make up your mind to be. So if you do believe that you're stuck, if you do believe that you're going to give yourself excuses for how you show up, <laughs> if you do want to be stuck and, and, and feel anything less than proud of who you are and how you show up in the world, you can choose that but you don't have to, okay? And that's why I'm here. (laughs) So the combination of characteristics and qualities that make up your character. A great way to get to this is just thinking about even your top five values. What are the top five things that you value? Is it your relationship with God? Is it integrity? Is it kindness and compassion? Is it service? Is it generosity? What do you value? And build your life and your leadership from that. Okay, and then what is your mission statement, right? And then what is the character then that you need? What are the qualities that you need to develop to really operate in that? So God will often give us a snapshot of who we are or who we're becoming. And then there's a gap there, right? So you might need to think some kind of way, boldly and courageously, maybe more so than you do now. You might need to start speaking in a different way. You might need to start expressing and communicating differently, right? So think about that, but what are the combination of characteristics and qualities that are making up the character of the person that you're becoming, okay? So you don't have to be limited here. Just explore that. What are traits that you admire in others? What are qualities of of people that you really are inspired by. And then that's giving you insight into what you can develop as well. Okay. So I say a writer writes, a speaker speaks, a designer designs, like go get into the element and develop the qualities of just showing up for that thing, that quality, that character that you want to practice every day, get in the practice of it every day in some kind of way. Number four is potential. And this is your capacity Okay, this is your capacity to develop something in the future. All right, so this one is big. 
there's a lot of people that talk and a lot of people that don't actually have the walk. So this is all about the walk. It's getting real about where your capacity is right now. So for example, if you are constantly getting headaches, if you're very low energy, if you're not taking care of your body, if you have really poor habits, how is that capacity going to bring forth the potential that God put in you? With me? So if you get a revelation like that, then you're like, ooh, like, it's no longer vanity here, right? I'm gonna work out and take care of my body because I need to have good energy and I need to work with my body to literally walk out my purpose on this planet, right? Or I need to drink a lot of water to avoid headaches and moodiness in like the midday slump, right? Or I need to avoid sugar and caffeine so I don't have these spikes in my day, right? Or I need to really eat some clean foods and some superfoods so I can be energized for traveling and for all of the things that are connected to my purpose, right? When you get a revelation of that, then you can start recognizing what do you need to develop your capacity. Maybe you need more training in business. Maybe you need more training in the supernatural and in the kingdom to really have a better understanding of what you are what you have access to and what your inheritance is and what you're walking towards, right? But think about that, your capacity to develop something in the future. That's why we write the vision and make it plain. When God gives you a prophetic word or a vision, there's always a process to steward that. That can be years also, like many years. (laughs) Like even Jesus is the perfect example where we see him as a young boy and then we don't see him until he's 30, So there's like 17 years where we have no clue what his life was or how God was helping him to grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So do you have the willingness to develop your potential and your capacity? So for example, another one, God could even put you at a job specifically for influence and to develop your capacity to expose you to a new culture, to expose you to a new language, to help you be more ambidextrous in some way and how he wants to use you, right? But if you get that out of context, then you might resist developing your capacity. So something to consider. And then lastly, promises. The fourth P is promise. What I love about the promises of God are these are constant reminders that we don't have to settle. They're assurance of what will happen because God is not a man that he should lie. He doesn't tease us with his promises. His word does not return void. He is faithful. And a lot of his promises, though, are contingent on how we show up. There is a if you do this, then. Right? There's a conditional element to it when it comes to the blessings, okay? So working out our salvation, something a little bit different than just being saved. For example, there's a difference between Jesus being your Lord and just your Savior, all right? So when you think about the promises of God, what my encouragement with this one is, is to identify the promises that you are standing on for this season, the promises that you're standing on for your purpose, that you're contending for now. Maybe they haven't manifested yet, but they are coming forth. It's just a matter of time, right? When the time is right, I, the Lord, shall make it happen. Just like he will fulfill the purposes and plans that he has for you, he who started a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Same thing here. These promises will come to pass, Specifically, if they're making your baby leap, so to speak, if they're really resonating with your spirit, those are the ones that you know are yours to be standing on in this season, okay? So hopefully this gives you some context for how you can really rouse yourself from sleep, 
for how you can have a revival of your interest and really awaken your purpose. If you've been sleeping on it a bit, you do not have to stay there. And this is a really practical way to to journal it out, to get yourself a mantra, and to really do some fill-ins with all those P's and see what comes up for you. All right. Well, that's what I have for you today, guys. There's a couple of things that I do want to share. So I have a free download. It's called the Daily Five to Thrive. This is what I really practice every day to keep high energy and to really stay grounded and make sure that I have a good foundation. Okay. We all need that. We absolutely need boundaries. So you can go to julianapage.com and get that. That will also help you get connected to my newsletters and, and get updates about the books coming out and all sorts of other things, coaching programs, courses, all the things, right? So go to julianapage.com, go snag that download. And then if you haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and that you share. That is the best way to give inspiring content to people that need to hear it. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.